Hey mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one-stop, go-to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer, VBAC mom, and doula, serving mamas through pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. If you're here for this, if you're as pumped up as I am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you, then let's go. Let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood. You are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hey mamas, how are you? If you are anything like me at the end of this year, in this season that we are in, you might be saying, I don't have time for all the things that I want to do, or where has the time gone? How has the year already gotten to be October? And what have I been doing? And what am I prioritizing? And honestly, here I am. Uh, very late at night, making this a priority because I want to get this episode out to you because I feel like it is so needed and so necessary, especially for the season of life that many of us are in right now. And Denise is our special guest and we are really diving deep into how affirmations and setting boundaries can be so helpful in helping us have the positive self-talk, and the direction that we want to go in our motherhood journey. And Denise and I connected because she actually used to work in the petroleum engineering field, and she has made this switch and this pivot into a more aligned life through coaching and finding more purpose and having more passion towards helping moms that are in a similar situation to what she was in before. And so I know you're going to love this episode and there is so much wisdom and so much goodness in it. So with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am so ready and so excited to have you here today and get this conversation started. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Yes, I am Denise Arnout. I am a career coach for women who are just looking to find balance in their life. And I am also a mother of three little boys. My chaos crew. I have a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. I live in my beautiful chaotic world. (laughs) I love it. So tell us a little bit about, you said your oldest is seven, correct? Yes. Yes. (laughs) About to turn eight, actually. (laughs) So tell us what it was like about eight years ago when you were first entering motherhood and what that experience was kind of like for you. Oh my gosh. It was... Let me think about that for a second, Sarah, because I'm like, wow, eight years ago, it feels so long and yet so short, my little baby. You know, 
one of the things that made it really challenging for me entering motherhood, there were, there were so many changes and we all know this, like one thing you get told all this information when you're pregnant, for example, about what should you do? What shouldn't you do? What you should eat, how much you should exercise, uh, you know, what should your lifestyle look like to fill all these things? And I am an anxious person who wants to do everything correctly. So I ate exactly what I was supposed to eat. And I was very like, oh my gosh, I can't eat that because that that might contain such and such. And to the point that other people were like, I've never even heard of that. I'm like, well, I read it. And so I got very like, oh, all consumed. I got very stressed, for example, because they say you should only gain 30 pounds at most in pregnancy, right? Well, I gained 50 and I was freaking out because I didn't know what I was going to do about that. And you also have this other side of either you have friends who already have kids or you have friends who don't have kids and you're moving into this new area in your life where it, it's a transition. My friends that didn't have kids, it, it it changed the relationship. And then my friends with kids, it was a very transitional state. It is a very wild ride and, and it's never quite the same. And then learning to accept and love that your life has, it just, it can never go back, but that yeah. doesn't mean it's not beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background, your experience. What were you doing for work at the time? And what was that transition yeah. like? I was, I was a petroleum engineering technician and I loved my job in many ways because I loved um, working until two in the morning on my work <laughs> because I could. And so when I got pregnant and then had my son, it was a real challenge to be like, I can't work till two in the morning anymore. I need to close down by 4.30 so I can go get my son from daycare. I can't work all hours. Are they, What are they going to do with that? Like, are they going to be upset with my work quality now? Are they going to be like disappointed in me? Am I going to still make, um, you know, be able to get the promotions or be able to achieve on my evaluations? You know, that's a very stressful time because it is a transitional time that you can no longer do what you were doing. Yeah. And so I had to spend a lot of time rewriting the story in my own mind about what does it look like to be a working mom and noticing the good that I was bringing to the table as a working mom then seeing the value in it. Because before I valued all those other things, I could work into the night. I could get every project done. Like as soon as they asked me to, because even if it was six o'clock, I would work until midnight and it'd be okay. And I could get it done. Well, now I had to do cutoff times of this project. It, 
can't, I, I cannot do it if you send it to me after this time. Um, and, and that was hard. That was really hard. Yeah. So what was, you know, like, were you setting boundaries at that? Like, what kind of feelings were you having? Like what, you know, obviously like you couldn't be like doing these hours and I'm sure like there was a lot of like feelings, uh, internally, but like, what did you find was helpful to navigate through that? Yes. So you asked about boundaries. I'm going to address that one real quick. I had to learn to create boundaries because I basically, I didn't need them before. And so I obviously needed really clear boundaries at that point. I had to be a lot more clear. My working hours are from here to here. If you have a project that needs to get done that day, you need to send it to me by this amount of time. I had to spend a lot of time on clearly setting up in my own mind what was what were my boundaries um what would my schedule look like and then also on top of that being able to clearly articulate what happened when somebody didn't follow a boundary so that i could uh, address it because you know setting up boundaries is one thing but actually having an action plan for what happens when someone doesn't follow a boundary, I had to come up with actions for myself so that I wasn't as stressed when it happened. So I had clear steps that I could take so I didn't get as upset with my colleagues when they did it because I already knew what I was going to do. And if they got upset, that was on them because I gave them clearly what I felt was acceptable. And they are the ones who have violated that now, not me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like super important. Was that something that maybe you were, you know, gathering information from, or was that something that you like came up with yourself? Like what really motivated you to have these steps and to really start strategically making a plan to be set in place? So I think what I saw when I was pregnant was I found my, first of all, our hormones go crazy. And so then you are, you're like, for me, I was exhausted. I could not work an entire day during the first trimester, especially I I physically had to take at least two naps a day. I had about two, one to two hour windows every day that I actually was like fully present and the rest, I was like in foggy la la land. And so I realized pretty quickly, I was like, Oh, I can't do what I was doing. Like I physically cannot do it. So how can I succeed and also help my colleagues so that we can succeed as a team? And, um, Because the way my position worked, I worked very closely with the petroleum engineers and they relied on me to get projects done. So I needed to be very clear with them when I could get their projects done because it was a back and forth kind of thing. They would send me something, then I need to send it back, then they would need to send it back to me afterwards. And, and because of deadlines, um, 
we need you to work very closely. If you have to work that closely with people, you've got to be really clear on what you can and what you cannot do, especially when you have those deadlines. So I had to spend time going, okay, what can I physically do? And being really honest with myself. So I gave myself time and permission to think about it. Cause I think this is where like, we just don't give ourselves time and permission to say, Hey, I'm stressed. Let's spend maybe 20 minutes thinking about what can work. What am I, what strategies am I going to take? So actually giving yourself permission to stop and analyze the situation. That was a big help. And the way I always think about it, yes, I'm already super crazy busy. We all are right. As mothers, your life is more chaotic, but when you give yourself, like, I know my life is really busy. I don't feel I have 20 minutes to just sit and think about like what's working, what's not, and then come up with an action plan. The answer is you save yourself so much time and energy in the long run that it is actually worth taking the time. And I also had to create affirmations around this. And what I mean by affirmations is things that I don't necessarily believe in the moment, but I desperately want to believe it. So for example, with the boundaries and setting aside the time, Instead of telling myself, gosh, I don't have time to work on my boundaries for the next 20 minutes, I would tell myself, I have 20 minutes to think about this and it is safe and healthy for me to do that. And then I say it again and again and again to calm myself down, to tell myself it's okay to give myself 20 minutes. I don't even know, Sarah, did you notice that after I said it two times, my voice changed. I can hear when I've done my affirmations. I see, I can feel my heart rate decrease. I can feel my brain focusing better and I can feel myself centering that it's actually, it's safe and healthy for me to take 20 minutes to focus on my boundaries. Yeah, I think, you know, it can be very difficult in a lot of different scenarios and um, experiences and things that are going on, like as we are entering motherhood and, and, you know, like having a job and bringing these new babies into the world and trying to navigate it all. And we think like, oh, you know, we don't have time or, oh, like our house is a mess or, oh, like everything's piling up. Like the self-talk is so real. And I think, you know, like that's something that you work on so well. And the affirmations combined with that really helps give a clear path for how we can be improving our self-talk in simple ways. If if it is just like a few things that we're saying that is, you know, changing our mindset and shifting that perspective, it might seem silly, but yes. <laughs> it it does have a strange way of altering the perspective. And I think it's like, you know, we can be saying like, oh, I never have time or, oh, I'm so rushed or, oh, this is, you know, 
not what I want. Like you can be saying all those negative things and those come really easily sometimes. So easily. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we be replacing it with the positive things, even if we don't fully believe it just yet, if it's something that we want to have. So what do you feel is going on when we are saying these affirmations and why do you feel it's so beneficial in regards to negative self-talk? Sure. I mean, I do know that, you know, in our brain, we have, you know, our pathways and the more times, just like a road that you go down a path, the think about like in the olden times when they had their little horse and buggies um in and they were doing just those trails for example well if you're blazing a new trail the grass is going to be tall it's not going to be very easy to get through that's what our brain is but the paths that you are traveling often You have pushed the grass completely down. In fact, it's probably dead and it's actually quite simple to take that path. So when you're doing affirmations, what you're essentially doing is you're starting to try to blaze a new trail and believe that it's okay to go this path this way. And and so when you're doing the negative self-talk over and over again, you're continuing on that path over and over again and making it easier and easier for your brain to go, well, this is the easiest path to navigate. Well, we're trying to rewrite that and try to make it easier in your brain to go, I'm going to think positively because that path is actually easier to travel down than this negative path over here that is worried and scared. So it kind of goes into that habits area too, but that is what's happening. And so you're helping rewrite your brain a little bit. Yeah. So what was the path for you really switching from, you know, petroleum engineering to helping moms now in the capacity that you do? Like when did that transition happen? What was going on that encouraged you or inspired you to make that shift? And what has the use of affirmations, um, you know, how has that benefited you in this transition? Yeah. So my path is interesting. So my husband was, uh, he is a doctor. And so our choice was I would work until he finished his medical journey so that he could fully start paying for actually helping with the paychecks, right? Instead of before I was the breadwinner. Now it was okay for me to take a break and a step back. Um, we knew that would happen eventually because I kind of fell into my position. It was a good position and role for me, but it wasn't something I was super passionate about. I just kind of fell into it. I always had something though, in the back of my mind that I really wanted I really wanted to have a purpose and I deeply wanted to help make the world a better place. And, and that always just sat so heavily on me. And when my husband finally, we, he finished his medical journey, 
we made the decision that it was time for me to step away from my career, at least that career path. And it was okay to try something new and make that jump. That was a, it was a scarier jump, but it also was more of an inspiring jump for me. It was more of a, what brought me joy and fulfillment and that I could actively use my skill sets to make the world a better place. So I am a really big proponent of helping women find a purpose-filled life because it's important that we show up in the world as our best selves. And the best way to do that is to find your purpose and feel like you can go do it. For me personally, I really, that's something I'm really passionate about helping women to have a purpose-filled life with balance, because that's the part that sometimes it struggles, especially as mothers. Can you have purpose and can you be a mother? Are those on opposite sides of the spectrum? And my belief is no, they should be working in combination and actually they complement one another. The world needs more mothers who have a purpose-filled life and they're good moms. The story doesn't have to be your one or the other. It need it, it really, I'd argue it's both. And so yeah. um, as far as the affirmations go, it's what helps me to believe when things get hard that I can still be amazing right where I am on a day-to-day basis. So helps me rewrite that script, especially what I found is for myself, I used to get a lot of affirmations from work. And I think that's a hard part. When you leave your job, the affirmations from your colleagues stop. Um, I know not everyone will relate to that, but you know, when you have someone telling you you're doing a great job or, um, you know, they're helping direct you when you leave your career, there's no guidance anymore. It's all on you. And that's when I found I needed affirmations because nobody was telling me anymore. Denise, you're really good at this or, Oh, Denise, your project you just really excelled over here or Denise, let's work on this, this part, like you're doing good, but let's actually focus on this. I didn't have it anymore. And that was hard to no longer hear where I was good and where I needed to work. So that's where the affirmations really took place for me when I needed a shift to be able to tell myself and rely on my own self-talk to actually accomplish my goals, to create that purpose-filled life I wanted. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think that's something, you know, I can relate a lot to. I think when we come from a place of, you know, traditionally going to school and then going to college and getting this Mm -hmm. education and having that, you know, experience and that uh, background in, you know, corporate jobs and positions, um, having somebody above you, having somebody, you know, quarterly reviews, things like that. And then you 
you know, maybe it is like you're just stepping outside of work and you're staying at home with your kids or you are trying to pursue a business or something outside of motherhood directly. And that does not exist. <laughs> you know, like exist. maybe you know, like maybe it is like you're finding a coach or like some sort of like external factor, but when you are solely by yourself, like maybe your your kid comes up to you and says like, "Wow, mommy, I really like your pancakes" or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's like a little thing, but before they can talk, before they can express themselves, you know, maybe you're not seeing that in like friends or families or your partner mm-hmm. and you're not getting that external validation and as much as it's like oh you don't need that when you're so used to receiving it it is hard to step out of that and be like oh I can tell myself these things I can say like you're doing a great job and truly really believe it because like you're telling yourself that versus like needing to find it elsewhere and I think setting up systems in place you know if it is like some sort of networking event or some sort of coaching practice or some sort of thing to help almost put those training wheels on in a sense until like you do really start transitioning and believing in yourself in those things it can be really beneficial but I think yeah it can it can be really really hard when you're so used to being in a cycle or a system of that sort of routine and then stepping outside of it and having to do that for yourself yes it's so it is really difficult And I will say that putting affirmations into your life today, (laughs) I would say yesterday, but that makes it feel like pressure on you for not doing something. So I'm not going to say, but putting affirmations into your life as soon as possible and spending 15 minutes a day, just telling yourself good affirmations on like I am an amazing mom. I am patient and present and kind. I have time for myself and my babies and my career, all these things. It gets easier and easier to believe that story. So giving yourself time to practice affirmations. And I, you know, my advice for people who've never done them, because like, like Sarah, I, we already talked about, it feels woo woo. Like when you start, like, oh my gosh, I'm just like telling myself all these weird things. And, but, um, because it does feel very strange if you're not in used to it, there are affirmation cards you can buy off Amazon, for example, that are super cheap. So like just, $10, go get yourself a pack of affirmation cards and just read them out loud to yourself. Or for example, you can send me a message and I'll send you a recording of me telling you affirmations because I know it's hard to, to do it if you're not in practice. So let me help you practice just hearing someone tell you over and over again, how amazing you really are. It's not woo-woo. It's actually starting to believe like 
I really am trying so hard. I am doing the best I can. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay. Yeah, Start I know today. you just <laughs> I know you just said a few right there, but like what are some of your favorite affirmations aside from some of the ones that you uh just kind of like reference? So one that I really like is I can prioritize the most important things today because what it helps me do is reminds me that I don't have to do everything. I just need to, I'll, I'll be able to do what's most important. Those other things obviously weren't that important so that I can let go of the like self-talk of all the things I didn't accomplish because we know that as mothers and as like people who have careers that um, we're overachievers. We are amazing at getting stuff done and our tasks done. Well, motherhood kind of throws you for a loop. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, look at all the things I didn't get done. It's my helpful reminder to myself that no, those other things, they just weren't that important. I already, I took care of what was most important. That's okay. Awesome. So how can we get in contact with you? How can we message you? How can we reach out to you? Of course. And um, yeah, where, where are you at on social media and give us all of that information. I can give you the deets. Of course <laughs> I am. So you can message me. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me at Denise Arnouts because my favorite people are career women. So you're in the right spot. I'm, I'm there. Um, you can also find me. I'm on Instagram, um, technically Denise, and also on Facebook. You can find me in any of those places. You can send me a message. I love to hear from people. And like I said, just mention the podcast and I'll send you a recording of affirmations for free. Just say, I need some mommy affirmations and I'll be like, I got you covered. I got you covered. Awesome. Well, do you have any other like final words of wisdom or piece of advice for a mom that is, you know, in this time period, like maybe she's pregnant or newly postpartum and you just want to really give them a message? My biggest message is you're doing amazing right where you are. There's nothing else you need to be or do. You are enough right where you are. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, sharing, you know, your background, where you're at now. And of course, all of the information knowledge or all of the <laughs> affirmation knowledge that you have. Oh, thanks, Sarah. I loved it. You, you guys are amazing. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's do this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.